Welcome to the Chronic Spoonful Podcast, where we discuss real life with real chronic illness. Each week, we'll cover an aspect of real life spoony living and what that can mean for different chronic illnesses. We hope this will be a place you can go for updated spoony info and where you'll find humor because, you know, we're a little crazy, important information, and community. As a disclaimer, we just want to remind you that, yes, we'll be talking about chronic illness and health information, but we are not your doctor. Everyone's chronic illness is different, and we are absolutely not MDs, so we are not qualified to give you medical advice. We're going to tell you unequivocally to discuss anything we talk about on this podcast with your doctor. All right, so hi, everyone. So now that we've gone through all our disclaimers, as usual, let's talk about what's new and noteworthy this week. Um, We hope that you all had a great week and we'd love for you to share it with us. Um, As you know, we have our Facebook account, Instagram account, Twitter account. So feel free to share. Oh yeah, Pinterest account. Feel free to share it with uh, your week with us on any of those. We have our Facebook group that's private. So you can share it there if you want even more privacy, but just, you know, tell us how your week's been going and, and, you know, we just love shares. We love a community. Um, so getting, let's get into the news, Nicole. Okay. What's happening. Sounds good. And our, guess what our first topic is. <gasps> COVID. COVID. <laughs> I know. COVID. I know it's super shocking guys. It's super shocking. So we're going to talk a little bit COVID vaccine as usual. The Johnson and Johnson vaccine had a slowdown this week because there were several reactions around the country. Um, some people were hospitalized because they had some reactions, which is just fabulous. It's scaring people off mm-hmm. of the vaccine. Um, they are expecting that it will go back to normal and things are fine. Um, it's normal for some people to have reactions. Mm-hmm. You know, some people don't know that they have some allergies and they find out they do. It's like getting your first bee sting you sometimes don't know that you are allergic to bees until you get stung by a bee. Um, So it's normal for there to be some people who have an adverse reaction. They just wanted to slow it down to make sure it wasn't going to be more widespread and it's not. So they're going to go back to normal at some point next week. And so people will continue to get vaccinated at normal rates. And um, however, in not so great news, COVID cases are increasing. And my state is one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We had our cases doubled from last week, the week prior to last week, and last week they doubled in one week. Oh gosh. And and, and you know, I, I look at it a little bit as kind of post spring break or spring break, too. maybe. Yeah. Maybe post Easter, mm-hmm. post Passover. I don't know, but it's kind of disheartening news because I thought, you know, we were kind of going on a really great trend. We always look to Europe first. Europe kind of goes through a trend right before we go through a trend. Yeah. In Europe, their cases were spiking. You know, you saw France shut down for three weeks. I think Italy shut down a little bit. So if you look to them, you can usually gauge what's going to happen here. You know, so they were spiking we knew we were going to spike. Yes. And so our cases are increasing and, but we're not exactly reacting to it in the same way Europe is again. Instead, people are just continuing to open up. Yeah. 
where, you know, in California, they're like, oh, look, we're going to open up the Hollywood Bowl. We're going to open up the Forum. We're going to open up Disneyland. We're going to just continue to open up. And in Florida, DeSantis wants to, you know, go get the cruise ships going again, which I'm like, oh, gosh, no, those are just cesspools. Like, they were germ farms before COVID. How like, about it? Why would you want to open up cruise, cruise lines right now? And sorry, I have opinions. Sorry, people <laughs> in Florida. It's not you. I just, it's just really disheartening. I think it's just a reminder that everybody needs to wear a mask. Everybody still needs to be careful. Everybody still needs to wash their hands. They still need to take precautions. The vaccines, yes, they help, you know, keep you safer, but they're not going to necessarily totally keep you from getting COVID. No. But the other side of this is they're seeing these COVID cases in younger patients, you know, people in their twenties and thirties and in and actually kids, I think it was, oh gosh, was it Michigan or Minnesota? One of those, one of the two M states, <laughs> we're going to go with that, shut their schools back down. Mm, wow. Because of the rise in COVID cases. So they're going back to online learning oh, wow. because they, the, the rate was too high, which is, by the way, this is how you handle these outbreaks. You, you go through waves. It's when you see the cases increasing, you shut down for a few weeks till things go back down. And then everything, you you know, people start doing more and more and you kind of just watch the numbers. And as it goes back up, you kind of shut down for a couple of weeks. And then it's, it's just like, that's just how it's supposed to be handled. That's how, you know, the successful countries have handled the COVID outbreak. Like, you know, I always go back to New Zealand. I'm sorry. It's a great job, <laughs> but they've done a great job with it. And that's what they've been doing. And I think there's a few other countries that have been doing the same thing where you kind of, it's like, you know, surfing, you ride the wave as the wave comes, you ride that wave, you do what you need to do to ride the wave. And then you, you settle back into like a nice calm water. Exactly. Uh, and we're not, I don't think as a country, we're doing the best job of riding these waves. I don't think so either. So, but that's, that's what's happening in, oh gosh, I wish I could remember which M state it was. Sorry guys. I read it this morning and as usual, my brain fog and medication is mixing up names. My too. <laughs> we just want to encourage everyone to, to, to please wear your masks properly, just so you're completely safe. And, you know, I see a lot of people wearing their masks under their nose. And I understand masks get very hot. I used to have to wear them for eight, nine, 10 hours at the hospital. And, you know, it's, it's rough. I, I get that. But you want to make sure you're truly protecting yourself and others. You must wear your mask over your face, your whole face, like your, no, yes. your, na- your nose and your mouth, please. Yes. And, you know, and if you can't wash your hands, use hand sanitizer. Look, I, and I understand that some people don't like hand sanitizer. I, I hate it. I really, really hate hand sanitizer, but I use it and I deal with feeling like there's a film on my hands all the time. And I don't feel like my hands are clean when I use hand sanitizer, but they're, 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 it kills the bacteria Yes. In the meantime, so you can wash your hands in your sink and wash your hands properly. Use good hand wash washing techniques. Wash your hands like a surgeon. Yes. Make sure you <laughs> wash them. They're saying for 15 to 30 seconds. And that doesn't mean just sit, having them sit under the water. Use soap. Yes. And move your hands around. Yes. Individual good, fingers, everything. There's good YouTube videos, by the way. Great yes, hand washing is. YouTube videos there out is. there. 
just go go back to basics guys go back to basics let's ride this next wave yes and keep getting vaccinated if you can if you can but you know that's that's just kind of where we are and that's kind of like the negative news and i i want to try and stay positive people are getting vaccinated we are moving forward there is light there you know we will like we are kind of riding the wave that's the other side of it. Like I, I, I get negative and I get scared and I, I'm worried about people and I'm worried about people I love because that's what I do. Me and that's too. my anxiety rearing its head. Me too. But um, I just want everyone to take care of themselves. And that's, that's, I think why we bring these things up each week. Yeah. But that's kind of our news. Cause there really wasn't that much like there, you know, uh-huh. there's, there wasn't that much to talk about. There's like a new ADD medicine out or ADHD medicine out there, but it's still kind of new and going through some testing. So hopefully we'll have some news on that, but there wasn't that much in like other breakthroughs to really talk about that's new and noteworthy, new and noteworthy this week. <laughs> and speak. I can speak well. Um, oh, you and me so, both. <laughs> oh dear. So glad you guys are listening. Um, please deal with us during these difficult times. Yes. Yes. Um, but in, in some new news about us um i'm starting to feel a little bit better on my medication yeah almost completely at max dose on my gabapentin uh i'm titrating upward and today i will be fully max dosed and it's really helping like i can i know that it's masking what's wrong it is not curing what's wrong it's masking what's wrong I did a little jump for joy today by accident because it makes me feel like I can do things that I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I did this little jump for joy and I'm like, oh, that was a really bad idea. So yeah, but it gives me the energy I need to do the things I need to do on a daily basis, which is what I needed. Like I can't go run a marathon. I can't, which I couldn't wouldn't want to do anyway. That's just not me. Me either. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like it it helps and nothing has helped before. So let's just say I'm really happy at the moment and let's hope it continues to work because that would be amazing. And I see my neurologist on Friday and he's going to be really happy with that news. I mean, look, he wants to like completely eliminate my pain, which I'm like, dude, you're not, I am not going to have you take me off of this. You can completely eliminate it. This is good. This is happy time. Let's be happy time. Right happy he's like Mr. Perfectionist we're, we're good where we're at I'm glad he's focusing on on wanting to relieve your pain though he is he is he's he's good he's a good neurologist you know I have to keep him focused because you know that whole 11 seconds you get before they interrupt you <laughs> let's remember you get 11 seconds before your doctor's gonna interrupt you but he's a good neurologist I like him a lot but that's that's, that's my happy that's my happy this week Nicole, what about you? You're happy. You have happy this week too. Yes. I, I have news. that's happy for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was talking to Kelly about this all for a long time, but when I went on prednisone, which has been quite a few years again, cause I've come off and on it in the past, like 15 years. Um, for the most part, I've mostly been on it for that time, but there was a couple of months where I was able to be off, but I gained 80 pounds on prednisone and I have a terrible side effect of 
feeling like I need to compulsively eat and it's overwhelming. The thoughts are overwhelming. It never goes away. This started when I started taking the prednisone. Um, so this week, my doctors changed my Adderall, my med- my Adderall medication from Adderall to Vyvanse. Vyvanse is also good for binge eating disorder. It stops those compulsive thoughts. Um, so I was able to take switch from the Adderall to the Vyvanse and it's working. I don't have the compulsive thoughts. I am hungry, not as hungry, but I am hungry, but not like I was at all, but the thoughts like that, that overwhelming ruminating constant where I'm thinking, oh my God, I need to eat that. Or, oh my God, I want that, that piece of cake. I have to get up in the middle of the night. I have to get it right now. That's gone. And I am just so blessed by that because I mean, it was really getting me down. I was really, really struggling, man. I've been talking to you about this for so long. I was just really struggling and I feel like I have some hope now. So, Uh, you know, there there were times you would text me that you had to leave the house in the middle of the night to go get food. It was bad. Yep. It was really bad. It was this, this medication and I'm hoping it continues to work for a long time. Um, has been a blessing so far. I mean, I know I'm hoping for you because I know you, you time out of your medications, but I'm hoping that this doesn't happen with this med because uh, the past few days, it's just been phenomenal. It really has. And I have 30 more milligrams. I'm going to be, I'm bumped up to 40 so I can go up to 70. So I'm hoping that I have at least a couple of years before I time out on this and like would have to go back to the Adderall or whatever. And I hope I can, you know, maybe get a little bit healthier while I'm having, you know, this calm time in my brain. That's, that's so awesome. I'm so happy. I am too. I am so happy. And I'm so happy for your news. I'm so glad you're not in excruciating pain and that the gabapentin's working. That's amazing. I'm just joyful, joyful. I mean, I'm not joyful about the weight gain it's causing, but I'm joyful about not being in pain. Yes. So, um, and then we have some joyful news also that's our combined joyful news. And we're so, so excited about this. This is like, I will not jump for joy again because I made that mistake earlier. So we have, we have been really hard at work. We kind of talked about it a little at the end of the podcast last week, but um, we've been really hard at work on, on a planner, a chronic illness planner for people who are chronically ill. And it's, it's, it's a little bit of journal. It's a little bit of planner. It's a little bit of everything that can kind of track everything that we need in our lives as spoonies. Um, So, you know, we, we have different needs. We've looked at, I don't know about you, but like, I like to write things down in a planner because I'm a planner and just that way. I've looked at all these different planners and, and none of them have all the things I need to track all the things. So like a doctor's appointment, I have this type of planner, um, to track, you know, my, my medical progress, I, I'd have to write it down here to track my pain. I have to write it down there to track my water intake. I have to write it down there to track my blood pressure. I have to write it down in another place or I have to create all these things for myself in some way or form, which is kind of how this whole thing got started, creating things for myself. Uh, so, you know, Nicole and I started talking to people about all the different things that they were having to track for their different, you know, chronic diseases and put together a a chronic illness planner where you can track all of these things together. And um, so we have a first edition that we're going to be making available um, sometime in the next couple of weeks. Uh, We we have a printer who has printed off our first copies for Nicole and I to review 
hard copies for us to review. We should be getting those this week. And um, once we review them and we think they're good enough for people to actually look at because perfectionist here, um, I'm not gonna put something out to everybody that doesn't at least look decent. And um, we will be releasing it to people who are listening to the podcast um, at a discounted rate. And we're hoping that, you know, for you guys to look at it and not only use it because it is actually going to be very useful, but also to give us feedback because again, first edition, we'd love for you guys to give us feedback. And so when we can continue to make changes in further editions as we go on, that will be continue to be helpful to everybody. Cause that's the whole point of this planner is making it helpful and useful. And we want people to use it. We want it to be helpful in your lives. We'll do more announcements when it's ready and go through go through what we're offering, but we're really excited to get this and we're really excited to review it. So it's a really, I don't know, it's a really big deal for us. So um, we're excited about that. And then um, we are also going to do an offer um, when we reach 500 downloads because we're getting closer. We're not quite there yet. We're just at about 200 downloads right now, but we have goals, guys. Yes, we have goals. goals. We have decided that when we reach 500 downloads, we're going to offer a chronic spoonful shirt. It's not just going to be any shirt. It's going to be a really cool chronic spoonful shirt where you can, we're going to offer to our listeners. And the way that we're going to do it is we're going to pick someone from our email list. So you have to sign up for our email list. Um, Cause that's the only way we know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the only way we know. Um, Cause that's the only way we get the data. So if you sign up for our email list, which you can go to our website, you know, www.thechronicspoonful.com sign up for our email list and we'll pick someone when we reach 500 downloads, we'll pick someone to get a, a shirt. And um, but we're really excited because it shouldn't be long and we're going to get there and um, we have this goal. So yeah. that also means spread the word because the sooner you spread the word, the faster we get to give a shirt away. Absolutely. We're so, so excited, excited about this. Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh, you guys, seriously. I know this was like, we went from like depressing COVID vaccine, depressing, depressing to like, <laughs> oh my gosh, you guys sound like, like dingy, ditzy, happy-go-lucky, like weirdos. But we do that. It happens. We're like kids in a candy store right we now. Are like kids we're in so a candy excited. Store. It is. And now we're going to go back to like really serious issues. Yeah. Because we're going to talk about today's topic. Nicole, we're going to talk about, actually, we started talking about it when we were talking about our stuff. Because while our medications are working, one of the things we talked about when we were talking about our medication was our weight gain. And part of what happens when we have our weight gain is we deal a lot with body image issues. And that's today's topic. It's a great today's topic. topic is body image issues. And, you know, we, we, it's kind of newsworthy actually right now, because we've had the whole Chloe Kardashian thing happen this week um, with her photo, which I honestly still have not seen. I have not seen it either. I tried, you know, the other day I tried to Google it because I wanted to see what everyone was talking about and I couldn't find it. I don't know if they pulled it by then or what. It might've been pulled. I have no idea, but I haven't seen the photo that she's so upset about. I mean, look, I don't like paparazzi photos. I don't like paparazzi. I no longer subscribe to anything that's paparazzi related because I just, I don't like people being stalked that way. 
it's my thing. It's, it's just something I, I don't like. So, um, and I don't like when people put up photos and like kind of want to make fun of other people. No, me neither. It's, it's not my thing. And, and I'm not defending the Kardashians because let's just say they have contributed to a whole lot of people having body image issues in their own way. Like these mm-hmm. detox teas and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Like, okay, ladies, you have all had plastic surgery. Those detox teas and workout programs are not how you got your body shape. Mm-mm. Your your fancy, fancy plastic surgeon is how you got your body shape. Seriously. Let's just be real. But Chloe has always been the sister that came under so much fire with how she looked yeah always always it's it's like she you know they called her the ugly sister the fat sister the the you know tall sister too tall sister yeah she must be somebody else's because she doesn't look anything like the rest of her sisters and right well of course she doesn't because they've all had a million plastic surgeries (laughs) exactly and and she just I, i i mean i always like I, first of all, let's explain. I never watched the Kardashians, but for some reason I knew too much about them. I don't know why. I've reta- I retain a lot of really, I retain a lot of information that I really wish I didn't. Me too. <laughs> we have a lot of useless information in our head. Useless, useless yes. stuff in my brain. Yes. But for some reason I always gravitated toward her because of that, because she was always the one that like they picked on so much. Terribly. Um. So when she released her statement about the pictures, I was like, yes, yes, that statement makes total sense, except she left out a whole lot of stuff about like, really, honey, you got your shape from your plastic surgeon. But the reason she went to a plastic surgeon, the reason she did all that was because of all the, just all of the pushing and pushing and pushing from people that kept telling her, you aren't good enough the way you look. You aren't good enough the way you look. You just aren't. And it, it, so it's bringing up a lot of discussion about body image issues. That's my long way of getting there. And so a lot of people are talking about this. And so, you know, I started looking some, a lot of stuff up about how do you deal with body image issues? What can we talk about with body image issues? The thing is, when you look a lot of that stuff up, it's, it's all geared toward healthy people. Yes. Healthy people who have body image issues. That's great. It's great. Some of the advice we can t- also take, but when you have a chronic illness, whether it's an overt chronic illness, a, an overt disability that people can actually see on the outside or an invisible illness that people can't see, we deal with a different type of body image issue. Yes, we do. It affects us psychologically in a very, very different way. And, you know, like Nicole and I deal with, a, with, with weight gain from medication mm-hmm. and very sudden weight gain. Like um, Nicole, you brought up to me earlier, Selena Gomez, when she was on the prednisone. And people were so mean to her. That's before I think most people knew she had lupus, but you know, people were so nasty about Selena and she didn't even, she wasn't even overweight. She was just not as thin as she normally is. And they, they noticed her moon face that she got from the prednisone and they were ruthless. I mean, I felt heartbroken for her. But you also, like you mentioned before, you gained that 80 pounds. It was not a slow weight gain for no, you. It was a very quick onset. Yeah. And it was very traumatic. 
I'm a very small person naturally. And this is, I've been battling this for what, like 15 years now on and yeah. off, but it has, it was really shocking for me, you know, to be a person who was normally very thin, could pretty much wear what I wanted to wear, you know, not have to go to like special stores to get clothes in my size. And, you know, like I, I don't have a waist and I have like thin legs and stuff and I carry yes. a lot of my weight in my midsection. So it's really hard to find clothes that fit me. And yes. it really affects my self-esteem a lot of the time. Yeah. I, and I agree. Like I'm, I'm built very similarly. Um, I have a very small waist, like short waist, sorry. I don't, not a small waist, a short waist. You should use the right term. I have a short waist, very thin legs, and I carry all my weight in my belly. And yeah, it's really hard to find clothes. Everyone's like, everyone makes clothes so that you can show off your belly. And I'm like, I want to hide mine very much. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, can I show off my legs? Cause really that's better. <laughs> like, I don't want to show off my belly, but we, so we all deal with these body image issues, but we, when, when you have an invisible illness or you have a disability, you're adding that into it. And, and when, and especially when it's an invisible illness, people have no clue and they're judging you all the time because like, they'll look at you like, well, like, if she just eats too much. Yeah. She's just lazy. She's eating a bunch of junk. She's just lazy. Yeah. She's not exercising. And they judge you immediately. Like, especially with weight gain, someone who's like, has a skin issue. Like there, there's a visceral reaction people have when they first see you, they, and it's hard for them to hide. It is, yeah. it's hard for them to hide. And, and, you, they, they shrink back and then you have a reaction to that and it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel horrible. So you start learning to hide it. You start learning, you should feel bad about it. And you carry this, like, I don't know, I don't know if you can call it guilt or like fear or, or badness. I don't know a good word for the weight that you carry about what's wrong with you. Yeah. This psychological rock like a, it's like a burden, you know, yeah. you carry this burden with you. Um, and you shrink down within yourself about your body. And so we don't, we don't talk about that. And then, then there's the overt disabilities. There's people like, you know, M Melissa, Melissa Blake, who's, who's, you know, in a, she, she has her little scooter and she recently came, you know, really on the scene about her selfies taking selfies of herself and she got horrible reactions on Twitter, like really great reactions. People like, it's so awesome. You feel so confident about yourself taking these selfies. And I love following her because she's I do so too. Positive. She's adorable. She's amazing. She is so positive. And like she started it and like she kind of started it and she was a little shy about it. And then like got so many people following her and giving her like the awesome awesome and now like her self-confidence you just see, have seen her blossom she you know she also got like some really horrible horrible comments people were disgusting so yes like if you want to go into a cesspool go into twitter comments oh god yeah i mean they're really nasty like i think some of them put instagram to shame and instagram comments are also kind of nasty oh yeah but twitter comments like they take the cake that's that's why Chrissy Teigen went off of Twitter because they were it's a cesspool in there just yeah. ugh. but in any case she got some nasty stuff she got some really great stuff and I I mean awesome awesome and there's Selma Blair who also like when 
she could no longer hide her MS. I had to come out and like show her over disability. And like, you know, this is someone who is a beautiful actress and was known for being beautiful. Yeah, very true. And now she, you know, her movement issues. I mean, she's still beautiful. That's true. She is absolutely gorgeous. Let's be real. She's still beautiful, but she now has movement issues. She can't move like she used to. She needs an assistive device, some kind of an assistive device. She she at least has to walk with a cane. She at least. Yes. That affects how she feels about herself. I mean, I remember when uh, Annette Funicello came out and said she had MS. First of all, my mom who was obsessed with Annette Funicello. I don't know. And a lot of you listening might be so young that you have no idea who I'm talking about, but she was one of the original Mouseketeers from from Disney when it was still black and white. (laughs) (laughs) Way before Britney Spears, way before Justin Timberlake, way before all those guys, like in the olden, olden, olden days. And like, I think it was... 50s yeah um like beach blanket bingo in black and white like super old yes I'm even old for me and I'm old um (laughs) and she was diagnosed with MS and like people tried to hide her from the world Uh like they didn't want to see her progress they didn't want to see her disease they didn't want to see anything And I've talked to my dad who's 83 and like, we talk about people who got polio and they survived polio, but they were just somewhat disfigured. And he talks about a guy who lived in his apartment building and who he said, like, he was just the most handsome man on the block. Women would flock to him until he'd stand up and he had to walk with a cane and they saw that he had a leg disfigured from polio and they didn't want anything to do with him women didn't want anything to do with him because he had one leg disfigured from polio we we talk about body image issues but the question is have we really gotten better have we gotten better about this i don't think we deal with so much it's so much heavier weight when you have any type of chronic illness any overt disability anything like that, whether it's weight gain, whether it's a disfigurement, whether it's rashes, whether it's anything. And the problem is we carry the burden of it. We carry the psychological burden of it. It's not the people around us that carry the psychological burden. We carry the psychological burden of it. We do. And for those of us that have invisible illnesses, it's one more battle that you have to fight. And that's, that's just a rough thing, you know, to go and be diagnosed with an illness, you know, you're going to have the rest of your life. And now you're the way you're used to looking has completely changed. Yes. Or anyone that, and, and actually, I don't even think that's just invisible illness and call. I think that's anyone. I, I think it's, I think that change is for anyone whose illness has progressed. So I think it's, it's one thing for a person who had a born disorder, you grow up with it, right? And, and maybe I'm wrong. And anyone who tells me is welcome to tell me I'm wrong, but there's, when you grow up one way and suddenly your disorder comes and grabs onto you and changes your life, you suddenly have a past you're looking at and you're like, but, but I was skinny, but I was active, but I did this. You know, but I used to wear that 
but I used to be able, but I used to, but I used to. Mm -hmm. And those words can constantly play in your head. Mm -hmm. I used to be, um, and, and that plagues us. It plagues us just as much as our chronic illness does. So there's a lot of psychological issues that go into our, our body image and our body image affects us much more than just what it is when we look in the mirror. Um, and looking in the mirror can sometimes be very hard for us. Like, yeah. um, when you look in the mirror, you see a different person than what you used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see a very different person. You don't recognize that person. Nope. And that's very difficult. Um, but it's also how we talk to ourselves when we look at ourselves. And so I, I think, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, f- I read a statistic, 40% of Americans suffer from a chronic illness and 30% suffer from multiple chronic illnesses. So we're not talking about a small percent of the population that, that deals with this, right? We're talking about a large percent of the population. We need a large percent of the population to find a way to feel better, <laughs> to feel better about the way they look, to feel better about their bodies, to, to, to feel better. And, and all you see when you go on the internet our, our ads are people telling you you're not good enough the way you are. Like even today I went on Instagram and there was a guy who posted um, using a chronic illness, a bunch of chronic illness hashtags. And he put a picture of a medicine cabinet full of medications next to a fridge full of like really healthy foods. And he's like, which would you rather have this or that to treat your illness? And, and then he went on down below to say like how horrible it is that we use these medications. There's always a natural remedy to whatever our illnesses are, blah, oh. blah, blah. And it was a horrifying message. It was a horrible message to anybody with a chronic illness, to anybody, because maybe there is, maybe there is a natural solution to all of our chronic illnesses. Fine. But we haven't found it yet. No. Right. And I'm not going to lay in bed because I can't get out of it until someone finds that, that fancy pink peony flower in the depths of wherever. Right now, I've got a medication that helps me. It was just the messaging was, it was so demeaning. Yeah. It was so ableist. It was just, no. Like, stop it. Some of these, some of these disorders are genetic. Some of the, like, stop. Yeah, exactly. It's so so cruel. And this society focuses so much on how you look and, you know, your looks being, you know, equaling your worth. And that is simply not true. Right. Like, I'm sorry, but that, that healthy side is not going to help that man's legs grow back. No, no. It's just not. You can eat all the vegetables you want, but your leg isn't growing back. Right. So I, it's just, it was such a terrible message to put all the chronic illness hashtags. Like it just, I really like it. it, I had a very visceral reaction to it and I was about to like put in a rude comment. And then I read 600 people who mirrored my comment and went, okay, you guys all handled that. Good. Good. Um, Yeah. I was like, yes, you go chronic illness community. Yes. I needed a hand in a platter. they did terrible they absolutely he also put his phone number in there and i'm like i wonder who called um (laughs) that's great (laughs) 
I should actually read it. I have read his phone number on here, but I don't know. I don't even know if that would be legal. So we're fine. Um, but the whole thing is, is like, it, it just, it, these ads like, like that, like the, the weight loss tease, you know, here's the before, here's the after. All you have to do is this to be healthier. All you have to do is this to be fitter. All you have to do is this and, and you'll look better. It feeds into this whole thing that we have to look good to, to accomplish things like the head of Lululemon, who was like, well, I don't want that people wearing my clothes. When that whole thing came out with the Lululemon Mm -hmm. pants, like for larger people, they become see-through. Well, he's like, well, I don't want fat people wearing my clothes. And I'm like, maybe I just don't want a man making my clothes. Like what? Yeah. Um, Maybe I won't buy your clothes then. (laughs) Yeah. He he was so awful. I don't know why people still buy Lululemon. And I don't. Lululemon probably is never going to be a sponsor of this show. So sorry. No. Um. And for people who don't know about it, you guys should look it up. It's, he was awful. It's just things like that, that really hurt people who don't fit a certain norm. And especially like in the chronic illness community, we don't fit norms. No. Um, So one of the things I would say, you know, we really have to focus on on how to better embrace our body image and how to better embrace ourselves. Yeah, who you are and that, you know, I had mm-hmm. to come back and really ask myself a question because it really, really, I felt like it was destroying me. And I felt like a complete, like I was, you know, transplanted into a different body. And I finally had to start, you know, I was sitting down talking to my therapist and I was doing a lot of thinking and I'm still important. I'm still me. And it doesn't matter how much I weigh. It doesn't matter how much weight I lose or gain. That has nothing to do with my importance, how I'm loved, what I have to offer, but it, it doesn't, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I still struggle with that. I still struggle with my value and how I look, but I know now that I'm working on it, that those things don't define who I am as a person. And that's what really matters. And, and there are people out there trying to really get that message out there. Um, Jamila Jamil is one. She is really big on this message. She is out fighting every day against these horrible messages in the media. Out, she's fighting every day against these like awful photoshopped messages. She fights against these like weird detox teas, weight loss pills, all of that stuff. She's so against it. Like she, I mean, if you follow her, you guys should totally follow her. First of all, she has EDS. Um, so she's, she's one of the community and, um, but she also is like really into, you know, be real, like, just be real. She has a organization she started called Iway. Um, you can follow that on Instagram too. And she does, um, she talks a lot about, they talk a lot about like body acceptance and body image issues and it's, it's really great. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard though. It's really hard to learn to accept your body, especially when it changes quickly or as it changes. And like, I, I love when Selma Blair finally came out. I we talked about her, like she came out of the closet, but when she finally had her first outing, was it the Oscars or one of the award shows? It was yeah. Emmys yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. And she came out in this beautiful outfit and had this like fancy cane and it was like, she was all decked out and she was amazing. And she made it down the red carpet with her fancy cane. And 
oh my gosh, I was so proud of her, but I was like, I want that cane. It was all blinged out. It was so fabulous. And man, I'm telling you, if, if I ever end up having to use like a wheelchair or anything, I am going to be that person. I'm going to be so blinged out. I'm going <laughs> to like, I say it, there's this medical supply place that was down the street from me when I lived in Santa Monica, had this big old wheelchair out there. It was like all Harley Davidson, like wheelchair, like Chrome and everything. I was like, that's the wheelchair. That's the wheelchair. And yes. I'm going to be running people over. I'm like, bam, bam, get out of my way. <laughs> I, no joke, I, I will bling anything out because that's the way I'm going to accept my, I, I don't want to call it like limitations. Cause it's not limit. It's, 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 it's just the change. Like I accept change by making humor out of it. I accept me too. hard hardships by making humor out of it. And I find that that for me, like when I, when I got diagnosed, we, that's why we do this podcast. I was like, what can I do with, with my diagnosis? Like, do I sit and wallow in it? Do I sit and do nothing with my diagnosis? No, I'm going to make something out of my diagnosis. I have to do something with it. And yeah, I probably will at some point have to use a walker. I'll be like when my grandmother was 93 and I took her down to the third street promenade in Santa Monica when she came out to visit. I, she ran over like three people with that walker. Cause it was like that walker with wheels girl. She, yeah. oh my gosh, you guys, she was, she didn't care. She's four foot 10. She had, she, I don't, I don't, I don't actually know if she saw the people she ran over, but I'm behind her going, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. This is me the whole time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You guys, excuse me. Excuse me. She's coming. She's coming. Like I was moving people <laughs> out of the way she just went, it's going to, I, I want to be that person. <laughs> I'm 90, Definitely. Maybe if my walker or cane comes earlier, it's just going to, that's just who I am. There's going to be unicorns and sparkles. <laughs> exactly. Right. Nicole's will be black with bats, but mine yeah. will be unicorns and sparkles. Yeah. And there'll be glitter though. There'll be glitter there along be glitter. with that. Yes. But it's like, it's, that's how I think we embrace the body issues and like overt things for me though clothes are an issue. I, that's where my body image issues come in a lot. I think that's where a lot. And I think like Lena Dunham is someone I'm using a lot of famous people. Cause I think that's how we can all relate, connect to one another. I use them a lot, but like Lena Dunham just recently connected with, um, a clothing company that I can't afford, <laughs> but she connected with them because she has actually um, she's embraced, trying to embrace her plus size status now. Again, someone who has a few chronic illnesses and um, she's learning to dress for her size. They are a plus size high-end fashion house. And so she's connecting with them and she's bringing awareness that you don't like, you don't always have to wear a muumuu when you're plus size no. or when you can't do all this. But the thing is, a lot of us have, have issues finding clothes because our, we have skin issues. Like it hurts to wear certain clothes or like, you, Nicole, you're hot all the time. Constantly. Yes. I'm always boiling. Yeah. So you, you need clothes that give you breathing room. Yeah. 
it's not even just about finding clothes that are your size. No. It's also about finding clothes that are comfortable. Like I can't wear constricting clothes at all. Like if it's going to be tight, get it away from me. Sorry, men, if you're listening, I'm going to talk about bras right now. You might want to tune out for like, put it on mute for a few minutes. If it's <laughs> you're sensitive to that, but like, I can't wear an underwire. It's horrible. And you're talking to someone who used to wear body shapers all the time, all day long. And if you try to put a body shaper on me right now, I will try to like take you out. He would, you'd crawl out of your skin. I can't do it. I don't blame you. I can't have that constriction around my ribs. And I know like that's weird because I'm EDS and a lot of people have like, they wear like a lot of things to constrict their ribs. And I can't like, because I have other things going on inside. But like, if you try to constrict my ribs right now, because it would constrict my breathing, which is part of, uh, I have a a problem with that. No, I can't do it. So it, I think we have to, um, clothing is a real big issue for us. And I think that does affect our body image issues because we have a hard time finding things that are pretty or people need to make a clothing line for either people that have lost too much weight or have gained too much weight from a, from any kind of an illness or disfigurement or anything that would make us feel good about each other. And that would be affordable because it's not affordable. (laughs) Right. Well, that's part of the issue. Well, there are some clothing lines though. And I should tell you guys, if there are some clothing lines that, um, there, there are some people who started making clothing lines for um, chronically ill people that have medical issues and like yeah. people with ports and stuff like that. And I think that's amazing. Me too. Um, and there's some great lines that it's like all bamboo or, or like cotton. So that's super soft on your skin um, and then are affordable. And I'll see if I can do some research into those and maybe put them into the show notes. It's Nicole. I'm going to, you guys are going to hear me typing for a second because if I don't write this down, um, don't forget because we have brain fog guys. Yeah. Those clothing lines. I've seen those on, um, advertised on Instagram and Facebook and different places. They're great. They're really great. Yes. So it's, and I think that's a really positive thing to, to, to think of right now. You can find some of these clothes. It just takes a little more work. Yes. It's a negative side that it takes a little more work but you can find them. It's hard though, because like yeah. here we have Lane Bryant and like um, Torrid. Yeah. There are the more popular stores and I am in love with the, both of those stores. And you know what? I will be honest. I can't afford their clothes. Right. So it doesn't help me out at all. Um, it sometimes helps to look at wholesalers and just buy in bulk. <laughs> That's a good idea too. <laughs> like I found a t-shirt line that I really love and I love the feel of their t-shirts. And so I found them in a wholesaler. Instead, That's a really good idea. I bought a bunch of colors in bulk, but it, it just depends on where you are financially. I understand that not everybody can do that, but some people can. It's, it's, it's hard. You guys, it's hard. And I'm not, I'm not going to play around. I'm not going to tell you that it's easy. I'm not like, but I want to offer you guys options. If, if you want them ways to ways to try and feel better ways to, to help with the body image issues. It, it, the other thing is like, Stop criticizing every role and every nook and cranny of your body. When you look in the mirror, it, it used to be like, I remember being younger and they'd be like, look in the mirror and find one good thing about yourself and compliment it every day. I hate that exercise. <laughs> I just hate that exercise. 
I never found that it worked for me, but if it works for you, way bonuses. Um, but I did find that what it did though, is it made me think, you know, I'm overly critical of myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I needed to stop doing that. I needed to stop looking in the mirror and going, oh my gosh, like, like there's too much red on my cheeks. We do. If we, if we really sit down and think about it, I think people in general are very self-critical, you know, we're critical of ourselves and how we look, how we sound, how we walk, how, you know, all of it. And we really need to, to sit. That's where, you know, affirmations and, and meditation also comes in to sit and think about things that you really enjoy and you, you know, really give mm-hmm. that you really like about yourself, the, all the positives. Yes. And it's important to focus on those things. And that's, that's more the key. So I look at it like how many people do I really notice a lot of detail about on any given day? And I don't, you guys, I really don't notice that much about people. I'm pretty oblivious to most people. And that includes anyone in a wheelchair, anyone with a cane, anything. I don't notice much. I don't either, um, really. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm focused on what I've got to focus on. Like, I walk into a grocery store. I got a list. I got to get out of there. I got to get on to my next thing. So unless you're in my way, I'm not noticed. I'm, I'm just not paying attention. Mm-mm. Like, you, you pretty much have to be standing up on top of the produce section, doing a tap dance. And singing a song for me to notice really what's going on. Yeah, I and I'd probably still be more annoyed and just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I got what stuff you to do. Like. Yeah, I wouldn't look at your clothes. I wouldn't look, you know, how tall you were, nothing. I, I don't, like, yeah. There's just very few things. So like most of the time someone's tapping on the shoulder going, did you see who that is? I'm like, I don't know. Most, most people aren't noticing that much. Um, when you see these tiny things about yourself and you're making them bigger, most people aren't noticing them really they're just not like most people aren't noticing that you put on two or three pounds no one's noticing the tags you have on on inside your clothes so that's another thing like if you have to buy a size up no one's noticing that really no one can see the difference between a size six and a size eight because no one sees that tag so we, we, we need to stop looking at some of these things and thinking people can see them because it's really... understandable though, that it's, it's really hard. I mean, that's, yeah. it's, it's such a change that it's totally understandable. You're going to have bad days over it, but you oh, know, gosh, really yeah. people don't focus on you the same way you're focused on you. Yes. Yes. And, but, but the preoccupation with it is what gets us in trouble. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you, we, everybody has a good day. Everybody has a bad day. It's when you get overly preoccupied with something that makes it that much worse. Um, yeah. It's even harder to let go of then. Yes. You need, if, if you're getting overly preoccupied with it, then it, that might be something you need to talk to a therapist about mm-hmm. uh, because it's, it's going to impact other parts of your life. Most definitely. Um, it's, it's also the comparing yourself to other people. Because number one, we can't compare ourselves to healthy people. Mm-mm. We just can't. We're, we're not healthy people, guys. Mm-mm. And that's something we have to learn to accept. We're not healthy people. We, there's a reason we do the Chronic Spoonful podcast because we're not. We take medicine. We're chronically ill. It, I'm, I'm, it's a harsh truth. 
Uh, so when we try to compare ourselves to someone who is not chronically ill, we're going to get ourselves into really big trouble. And too often that leads us down a path of where we don't like ourselves because we can't do the things they're doing. Our bodies don't look like a non-chronically ill person. We, we just look at ourselves in the mirror and we're like, well, you know, that person has that body. Why can't I get to that body? Oh yeah. We're inundated by this stuff on social media and it's not regular real people. There was a statistic that was released about the average woman being a size. What was it? 14 to 16. That's the average woman in America. It is not that we are all a size two or a size five. And there's nothing wrong with you. If you are naturally these sizes too, you know, it is, it is that the public is focused on these people that are extremely thin, like you have no worth. If you're not a size five, you look terrible. You don't fit into clothes, right? You're not pretty. There's all these messages that were fed constantly all the time, all the time. But the other side is like, even, even when we're not, it's not even just social media. It's, it's even us looking at our healthy friends, you know, a, a lot of my friends are healthy and they can go hiking and do exercise on a regular basis and be in the sun. Like they get these nice fresh suntans and I'm like, Oh, hi, look at my super pale arms. This is fun. You know, I can't compare myself to them. I can't compare myself to what they're doing or how they're living or all of those things. I can't compare myself to, you know, their nice thin bikini bodies. It's, it's, that's, that's not what we need to do. Mm -mm. Um, and I know I'm sounding preachy here. I do it. <laughs> I do it. I, I, I catch myself doing it. And then I have to check myself all the time. And this is, this is not us telling you that we don't do it and we're perfect and we live these perfect lives. We're, this is also a self-check for us too, because we fall into these habits quite often. I wallow. This morning I tried on a black t-shirt that I thought would fit and noob. And I wallowed for a little bit. I had that happen to me last week. I went and tried on some clothes because I was trying to find something. And I thought, oh my gosh, I can't find one thing that I fit into like the proper way. Mm -hmm. And my, you know, that fit me the proper way. And I was so discouraged and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I would feel half as frustrated if I could afford, you know, a nice line of clothing for my size that look good on me. Right. Well, yes. But at the same time, no, I would say yes. And you would for a little bit, you'd find ways to criticize yourself because I I think we all find ways to criticize ourselves. Yes, I agree. And that's the whole thing is like, once you fall into that habit, you continue to stay into that habit. We all criticize ourselves, guys. We all do it. We We all find ways. We, We have body image issues. It's what you do when you start down the path that matters. That's why I say, stop comparing. When you find yourself comparing, kick yourself out of it. Oh, oh, you know, I got to stop doing that because I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Like how do we make ourselves pull myself out of rabbit holes all the time? Me too. I, I have this tendency to go down these like really bad places and pull myself out. And I've had to teach myself how to pull myself out of so many rabbit holes. It is not easy because it's very easy to spiral down and, and like, just keep falling down these rabbit holes. Yeah. We need to figure out individually what works for us to pull us out. Like what things can we do for ourselves to make, when these things happen, we start feeling this way. What are things we can do that will bring us out of that rabbit hole? 
but but the other thing that that we do we we often do though too when we're not feeling good about our bodies is we hide our body we hide our body in different ways and one is through clothing we hide our bodies through clothing which you guys i'm not going to tell you that's wrong because you got to do what's comfortable for you if if you if you don't feel comfortable with the way you look and and you feel comfortable once you put on clothes that hide something and you feel better about that, that's what matters. You got to feel good about the way you look when you walk out the door, right? That's what's going to matter. But what I'm talking about when we hide our body is that we hide what our body needs. So if you don't feel good about your body and you start ignoring what your body needs, like nourishment, food, stretching, um, medication, because you're worried about weight gain or acne or discoloration or whatever it may be, that becomes a problem. Yeah. You've got to listen to what your body needs. Are you feeling good? Are you feeling happy? You know, how, how is your emotional health? How is your physical health? Those are things that you need to focus on. Not, you know, am I going to look better than the girl next to me? Who's got on a size five jeans? You know, she, she seems so much prettier that you don't know what she's struggling with. You don't know where she's at. No. Cause I had body Um, image issues when I was thin and I was very thin and I could never be mm -hmm. thin enough. I was never pretty enough. I was never anything enough. And same, that's the same. So that's why I say there is no, that once you have body issue, body image issues, you pretty much always have body image issues. Yeah. And so that's what I, I also want you guys to know, like it never goes away guys. If you have it, you're always going to have it. It's what you do with it. It's how you pull yourself out of the rabbit hole. And the thing is like, some of you may never have had body image issues until you got sick. So now that you have it, welcome to the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Welcome yeah. to another club. Yeah. Um, sucks. Because it just, it starts to, it starts to rewire your brain. It just does. And um, unfortunately, though, you see yourself differently than a lot of other people do. And you need to rewire that. But don't get unhealthy because of the way you see yourself. Your health is the most important thing. The The if you're so worried about how others see you, you need to start looking at around about looking around at who you're surrounding yourself with. That's, that's another thing you have to look at. Who, who are you, who are you hanging out with that? It's so important that you look a certain way that they're not accepting you as you are. Yes. That's a big question. Who's, who's not accepting you? Who's making you feel that bad about your, your, your self-worth that, or that your body is your self-worth? Um, Cause it might be time to, as we said on a couple episodes ago, do that spring cleaning mm-hmm. of some people. And I said that in a really flippant way, but that's hard. It is, but some people have to go. They do. You know, and when you think about it, like what's making you feel bad is if social media is making you feel that bad, there may be some people on social media you need to cut off. I eliminated some accounts. I'm like, why am I? Oh, me too. I was like, this is not healthy to follow. This is not making me feel better. Because it's also not their real life. No, it's not. You, you guys, I apologize. My dog is snoring in the background right now. She sounds so cute though. 
<laughs> oh, I just can't. Okay. I just want to make sure everybody knows that that was some snoring. It was amazing. Mascots for the win. Yes. Add some humor to some very, very difficult situations. But yeah, you guys, it's surrounding yourself with the right people that make you feel better about yourself, no matter what you look like is huge. Oh, it really is. It really does. And, and, and surrounding yourself with the right people. So here's my thing about that. Um, you want the people who also will be honest with you. So I have surrounded myself with some really good friends. So when I go shopping, I will put something on and someone will, my friends will be honest with me and they don't tell me I look good all the time. They will tell me that I also look bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friends will tell <laughs> me, Hey, you know what? You're beautiful, but that's not flattering on you. Exactly. So you want those people. Those are the people because they're going to be like, Oh, that's a, Ooh, that color. Ooh, no. Why'd you do oh, gosh? No mustard. Ooh, bad. Um, so yeah, you want those people because they're going to be honest and they're going to take care of you. They're not going to let you walk out looking like Bozo the clown. Mm-mm. Cause the people who let you walk out like Bozo are also not your people. Mm-mm. You got to find a good tribe. It's important. And it's really healthy for us to find that good tribe guys. It's, it's amazing when you surround yourself with good people, how much better you feel. It's I'd, I'd rather have like one good friend than 20 not good friends. I would That's, too. I would too. That's such a like motivational poster with a little <laughs> so, But it's, you know what, as you get older and as you realize what things truly are important, that's one of them. The people you see, you don't, it's not mm-hmm. how many people are surrounding you or that you're friendly with, or you text or talk to on the phone. It's about yeah. the people who really are down for you in real life. Yes. And yes. who really care and who want to see you happy and who love you. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So, you know, those are just, you know, those are, those are just some ways that, that we think to boost, you know, self-talk, surrounding yourself with the right people, finding, finding things that make you feel better about yourself. Like I, if I'm not having a great day with necessarily my body, maybe it's something I put in my hair. Maybe it's an earring I put on, maybe it's shoes. For me, it's, it's pieces of jewelry sometimes a nice bracelet or rings. I I like to wear silver shoes a lot because it draws attention to my tiny little feet. Uh, Nicole knows I have like baby feet. Munchkin feet is what I call them. (laughs) Um, But those are just ways that if I'm not having a great body feeling day, I do other things to try and make myself feel better. Or maybe like I'll do something really great with my makeup or my hair. These are just very girly things, guys. So maybe it's like a tie or a t-shirt, you know, or like, I don't know. I, what do guys a do? A haircut. A haircut. A haircut. It could also be your socks. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who like expresses himself a lot. A couple friends actually who express themselves a lot through their socks. Mm-hmm. I've seen that quite a bit. It could be cufflinks. Guys express themselves through their cufflinks a lot. But there's other ways to like make yourself feel better than that you can think of. You know, if you use a cane, bling it out. It doesn't cost a lot to do it yourself. 
there's washi tape, there's all kinds of those type of things, Pin, you know, go, go on Pinterest, go down the rabbit hole of Pinterest. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get if you lost haven't there used, for five hours. If you haven't used Pinterest before and you're just going to get into it, um, give yourself some, some hours because that is, once you get started, you don't know how to get out for no. a while. Um, eventually after years of using it, you're okay. You know how to use it responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> it can be an addiction. Oh my gosh. Um, how about it? But you know, it, you can find ways to bling out your cane. You can find ways to bling out your walker. You can find ways to do all that. Like I like to have fun with that type of stuff, guys. When I, when I had um, knee braces and crutches, it, there were always ways to like make them fun. Like when I had my, when I had my foot surgery and I had my wheelie for my knee, man, I passed that thing around the office so fast. People were like, let me try it. I'm like, yeah, we had wheelie races, timed people. Uh, you guys, it's, I don't know. I have fun with stuff. Let's <laughs> <I just> do. <laughs> so weird. I don't, I just, I try to make the best of any bad situation, I suppose. And maybe I just haven't had anything so tragic that I can't make the best out of it. And heaven help me. Please don't make me have that bad a situation. But I just, I want everybody to just try to feel a little bit better about their bodies because we really have a hard time with it. And, you know, do some, some research on, on ways we can, you know, you can start to overcome the way you're looking at your body. That's really important too. Yeah. I mean, we gave some suggestions. We, you know, they're very basic. What works for one person doesn't always work for another person. Like, like I said, like for me, blinging things out, being humor, bring humor into it, bring the fun into it. That's how I deal with it. it Nicole also is kind of that mm-hmm. way, bring humor yeah. into it. Very much. And, you know, how you talk to yourself, changing the way you talk to yourself, those type of things, changing the people around you. That's another way. We talked about some of these things throughout the, the episode today, but you have to find the ways that work for you. Absolutely. And you have to find the things that apply to you. So, you know, you may be listening and going, oh, you know, none of that applies to me. Like that just doesn't. But if you, if you look around and you, you, you do deeper, you talk to your therapist or you talk to your doctor about some of the issues you're having, they may offer you some other suggestions. Like I went through therapy for years and some of what we talked about were my body image issues and why I had them because at one point it was a little body dysmorphic, you know, you were starting to see my ribs and I still thought I was fat. That's a, that's a little body dysmorphia, which is like a severe form of body image issues. And I, and I had to resolve some of that. That was when I was like much healthier guys (laughs) before like EDS really started taking over and I could exercise um, and I was in my twenties and I had the metabolism of the 20 year old. Oh, miss those days. Oh yeah. See, this is what we talk about guys. This is how we go down the rabbit hole of feeling really bad for our bodies. But at the same time, like I'll admit I'm 50 now and how my body works is totally different. It's totally different. What I can do 
excuse me, how I can exercise, how I can live my life. Mm -hmm. And some of you, it's like you have kids and you have, you know, husbands or wives and things to take care of. And your, your life changes and your life changes and your chronic illness changes it. Looking at your body in the mirror is, it shouldn't be the thing that brings you totally down. And that's kind of what, what, what I want to say, like, you all have something to offer the world. You all have something good to give the world and find that, find that. Yeah. Because that's what matters. It matters so much more than, than the physical thing you you see in the mirror. Now I'm going to make a whole bunch of motivational posters with kittens on them (laughs) and unicorns. And piggies and sloths for me. Oh, fine. I'll make them with piggies and sloths for you, Nicole. So that's where we're going to end it for this week. We hope you guys have a great week and a healthy week. Yeah. um, And that you take care of yourselves and take care of your bodies this week. Um, And we will chat more next week. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Bye guys. Bye everybody.